for watching and listening to Highway 34 Connections Podcast. We'll be right back. Coming January 2023, it's an all-new podcast series. The Honest 50, live with your host, The Chief. I, The Chief, will sit down with our guest. I will come up with 25 hard-hitting questions, while the other 25 questions come from you, the fans. The guest will give me their 50 honest answers. You can listen and watch to all this going down live on YouTube and Facebook at Chief Highway 34 and on Twitch at twitch.tv backslash highway34connection and Spotify a week later. The Honest 50. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. This is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long slay the world in sin and error pinning Till he appeared and the soul felt its worth A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices for yonder's break. A new and glorious morn, fall on your knees, oh hear the angel's voice. Christ was born, O night, O holy night, O night divine. O holy night, everybody, it's the Chief along with Insidious. I hope you're having a great Christmas Eve. And hopefully a better Christmas tomorrow. We're going to let Insidious jump right into things while I finish my late night dinner. Go ahead. For today's topic, we are doing a brief history of Christmas and how it got started and also how things are today. So, it was either this or the abominable freaking snowman. And let's face it, we've all known the abominable snowman myth. Not worth talking about. So, without further ado, let's get into this. And by all means, please join the discussion if you have one. Just don't be a dick. Yeah, just don't be a dick. So this one here is called The Brief History of Christmas. If you are anything like us here at Voice and Vision, well, in our case here at Highway 34 Connection... You are eagerly anticipating the extra long holiday weekend as our gift to you. We want to send you off with some fun Christmas facts. Please feel free to use them for interesting conversations. Start at your gatherings. And you're welcome. I don't know why they put that in there. But here it is, the origins of Christmas. The origins of Christmas stem from both the pagan and Roman cultures. The Romans actually celebrated two holidays in the month of December. The first was Sternella which was the two-week festival honoring their god of agriculture, Saturn. On December 25th, they celebrated the birth of Mithra, the sun god. Those celebrations were ruckus drunken parties. Also in December, in which the darkest day of the year falls on the pagan culture, bonfires and candles to keep the darkness at bay. The Romans also incorporated this tradition into their own celebrations. As Christianity spread across Europe, the Christian clergy were not able to curb the pagan customs and celebrations. Since no one knew Jesus' date of birth, they adapted the pagan ritual into the celebration of his birthday. 
Now that's interesting. Um, that's actually a fun fact there. And I don't know about you, but I find that kind of interesting how Christianity just evolved it rather than to say it was wrong or say anything about it. It was just easier to incorporate it. You know what I mean? So to them, it was easier to uh, say, hey, well, we'll just say it was Jesus' birthday. Okay, well, isn't that lying? You know what I mean? And they say lying's bad, but yet they did it for how many years? Exactly. That's um, my point I was actually just about to make. Um, Christians believe that that is very bad and lying is a sin, but yet every pastor in a church or every reverend is bad. But you know what's even worse is, is your Roman Catholic Church. That is actually one part Christianity and one part pagan. Don't get me started. That's why when I hear people say that, I, well, I'm Christian, I'm a Catholic. No, you're one part pagan and you're one part Christian. Don't don't get it twisted. Don't even start there. Anyway, let's get back into this. The next one is Christmas trees. So this should be interesting. As a part of the solstice celebration, the pagan cultures decorated their homes with greens in anticipation of the spring to come. Evergreen trees were, were uh, remained green during the coldest and darkest days, so they were thought to hold a special power. The Romans also decorated their temples with fir trees during the Saturnella and decorated them with bits of material. They are even records of the Greeks decorating trees to honor of their gods. Interesting, it, interesting that the first trees brought into the pagan homes were hung from the ceiling upside down. The tree tradition we are accustomed to today hails from the northern Europe from Germanic pagan tribes. Decorating evergreen trees is the worship of the god Wooden with candles and dried fruit. The tradition was incorporated into the Christian faith in Germany during the 1500s. They decorated trees in their homes with sweets and lights and toys. And there we have today's culture right there, black and white from the 1500s. Europe. So everything Christianity that we were taught as kids is nothing more than paganism and Catholicism. Interesting. Again, you were right about um, this has a lot to do with religion, actually, and I did not realize this. Um, yeah. I just want to know, what's it like putting a tree upside down? Hmm. Can you imagine that? Putting Give me 15 minutes and I can arrange it. Your wife would shoot you. <laughs> She's laying down. Maybe she'll never notice. Oh, she, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> she'll never notice the fucking hey, tree Babe. So I guess, when did you say it was? The 1800s? No. The first trees in pagan culture were I guess up. the first trees ever to be put up were hung upside down from the ceiling. All she did was laugh. So I'm going to get ready to do that to ours. No. <laughs> In case you didn't hear that, she went, uh, no. I told you. She going to kill you. Like I'd get up and do it anyway. I'm not stupid. <laughs> I don't feel like getting murdered in my sleep. <laughs> All right. So now we're on to Santa Claus. Warden, if you have children near you, get out of the room. Yeah. Inspired by St. Nicholas, the Christmas tradition has Christian roots rather than pagan ones born in southern Turkey around the 280. He was a bishop in early Christian church, suffered persecution and imprisonment for his faith. Coming from a wealthy family, he was re, re uh, 
renowned for his generosity towards the poor and disfranchised. The legends surrounding him around, abound, but the most famous is how he saved three daughters from being sold into slavery. There was no dowry to entice a man to marry them, so it was their father's last resort. St. Nicholas is said to have tossed gold through an open window into the home, saving them from their fate. Legend has it that the gold landed in, in a sock, drying by the fire, so children started hanging stockings by their fire fires in hopes of St. Nicholas would toss gifts into them. That's awesome. In honor of his passing, December 6th was declared St. Nicholas Day as a time went on each European culture adapted a version of St. Nicholas. In Switzerland and German cultures, Chris Kind or Chris Kringle, Chris Child, accompanied St. Nicholas to deliver presents to well-behaved children. Zoltelman was happily elf-delivered gifts via sleigh drawn by goats in Sweden. Then there was Father Christmas in England and Per Noel in France. In the Netherlands, Belgium, and Luxembourg, and Lorient, and France, and parts of Germany, he was known as Center Claus. Claus, for the record, is shortened version of the name Nicholas. This is where the Amer Americanized Santa Claus came from. Okay. So, that explains where Santa Claus got his name. And we all knew from back when there was actually a guy named St. Nicholas. Um, but no one really knew what he was or who he was. And that kind of helps narrow that down just a little bit. Even for me, a guy who's always wondered that. So now we will get into Christmas in America. This should be interesting. Um... <laughs> Man, Christmas in America. Where to start with that one? For me, Christmas in America is being an American. Chiefs an American. Um, we do have buddies that are uh, Canadian. I have a brother-in-law that's Canadian. I don't know how they celebrate there. So maybe that would actually be something to do. Maybe one day get him in this podcast and find out how they do things. Um, but coming up in the U.S., um, I was always taught Christmas is family. And that's what it's about. It's about family. And one thing that I have always done even to this day and my wife sometimes hates me for it is I don't turn my back on family no matter what they do no matter how bad it is no matter how many times they do me wrong I just cannot turn my back on family and that comes back to the American values of me and the heart of me I'm not a bad person. I never try to be, but if somebody comes at me the wrong way, family or not, I'll let them know, but we're always going to be family. Even if we have our ups and our downs, I still will not turn my back. Even if we just had a fist fight the other day, if they need me, I'm right there. Maybe they call me. I'm going to pick up the phone. And one person to tell you this is the chief. I mean, We've known each other for years. He is literally my brother from another mother. Um, we've had our ups and downs as well. But if any time he's needed me, he's called me. I've been right there. Where a lot of other people have charged to work on his car. I never charged him anything. He's paid me, but that was because he wanted to. Not because I needed it. So anyways, back into the Christmas in America thing. But like I said, sometimes you don't turn your back on family. Even if they're not blood, they're still family. All right, Christmas in America. Christmas in early America was a mixed bag. Many with 
Poltron beliefs named, uh, okay, let me rephrase, I missed it. Many with Par Parsian beliefs banned Christmas because of the pagan origins and the radicous nature of the celebrations. Other immigrants arriving from Europe continued with the customs of their homeland. The Dutch brought Santa Claus with them to New York in the, in the 1600s. The Germans brought three tree traditions. The 1700s each celebrated their own way with their own communities. I'll just say what is their own culture, but okay. It wasn't until the early 1800s that the American Christmas began to take shape. Washington Irving wrote a series of stories of a wealthy English landowner who invited his workers to have dinner with him. Irving liked the idea of people of all backgrounds and social status coming together for festive, festive holidays. So he told a tale that reminisced about old Christmas traditions that had been lost but were restored. But the wealthy landowner, through Irving's story, he had an idea began to take a hold in his heart of the American public. In uh, 1622 or 1822, I think it's 1622, Clement Clark Moore wrote an, ax, uh, an account of a visit from St. Nicholas for his daughter in a normal famously known as the night before Christmas in it. The modern day of Santa Claus as a jolly man flying through the sky on a sleigh holding hold ladder in 1861. The artist Thomas Ness was hired to draw a dis, dis, deception of Santa for Coca-Cola advertisement. He created a routine Santa with a wife named Miss Claus surrounded by workers elves after this. The image of Santa as a cheerful, fat, white-bearded man in a red suit became embedded in American culture. That is true because I don't know if many, many people remember the 1990s, but when you heard that Santa Pack commercial, you were in front of that TV watching the, either it was a train or it was the semis, and you always heard the Santa Packs are coming. You could hear that in a freaking different room and know exactly what it is, and you'd start singing with the damn advertisement. Or you ran to the TV just to see the cool-ass uh, Santa Claus on the side holding a Coke. <laughs> I remember my dad recording them, actually, just because he loved the commercials that damn much. And you know what's funny is it made him buy more Coke. He never liked Pepsi. He always Coca Cola. Um, the next one was the, a national holiday. After the Civil War, the country was looking for ways to look past differences and become united as a country. In 1670, President Ulrich S. Grant declared it a federal holiday. And while Christmas traditions have adapted with time, I think Washington Irving's desire for unity and celebration lives on. It's become a time of the year where we wish others well, donate to our favorite charities, and get presents with a joyful spirit. Now, I'm going to add to that real quick because a lot of people don't know this, but this is why I love my Dallas Cowboys. Because every year they donate to charities, uh, Toys for Kids, and a lot of people don't know this about Des Bryant, but every year Des Bryant would go down to his local Salvation Army in Texas and wanted the less fortunate person. And he would invite them over to his house to have dinner with his family. He would have gifts for the husband the wife and the kids under his tree and that's what we would call the spirit of giving and the spirit of christmas and it is one time where we aren't all hated as individuals from any culture background you may not celebrate christmas but if someone tells you merry christmas chances are you're going to say it back and if you don't well you're a true grinch or a real Scrooge. But 
from what I've always known is if I say Merry Christmas, most of the time they say it back. If I say Happy New Year, they say it back. If I say Happy Holidays, they always answer up Merry Christmas, not Happy Holidays. And what also people don't realize about Christmas is if you look at Christmas, Christ is the, at the beginning of it. You take away the myths and you got Christ. So I don't think a lot of people see that or a lot of Christians don't either. But if they did, I bet you it would make a lot better um, sensing for everybody. All right, back in here. This is the last one I have before we move on to our next podcast that we're going to do. So Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. So wherever you may be and whatever tradition you follow, we wish you the merriest of Christmases and the happiest of holidays. So you don't have to celebrate Christmas. It all means the same in a way. So it shouldn't be a big deal if someone says Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah. It shouldn't matter because you're pretty much still getting your point across of whatever it is you're trying to say, which is have a great holiday. So if I say Merry Christmas, come back with Happy Hanukkah, whatever the hell you want. I wouldn't care either way. I'm not an offended person. I'm not a liberal. Yes, I went there. That's fine. How do I sound? Not as clear as you did a little bit ago. That's because I can't hear. You said not as clear as you did a little bit ago, but they were. But um, so what do you want to talk about next? Are Dallas Cowboys kicking that ass? That's all I had on the Christmas. So now we're going to switch over to uh, some of the football things. Um, Michael's not here, so I'm going to run down the list this week. I don't have the list of who won, who lost. Um, For us, he has that list. So I will have today's games, though. Um, I don't know if there is any tomorrow. I will have to double check with him. But I do have today's games. And the final for today's games were Lions 23, Panthers 37. That did hurt a lot. Um, Bills 35, Bears were 17. Who really was going to go for the Bears? I think we did, actually, to be honest. Who'd they play? (laughs) The Bills. (laughs) I think I went Bills, if I remember right. I think I went Bears to be the odd man out, and that was stupid. Um, Giants 24, Vikings 27. I do think we went Vikes. No, we didn't. We did go Giants because they just helped us with the Eagles. I remember that. I mean, the the Washington. So, yeah, we, we paid them back for that. That was probably a dumb choice. <laughs> um, Falcons 9, Ravens 17. I did remember we said Ravens. Saints 17, Browns 10. I do remember uh, we said Saints, so there's that one. Seahawks 10, Chiefs 24. We went Chiefs. We knew that was going to happen. Bengals 22, Patriots 18. I did not see that happen. Damn you, New England. Um, And get this. This is the Bengals' first win at New England since 1998. Holy shit. So we can put that in there. And with that, Falcons and Browns are eliminated. Ravens clinched. So, Texans 19, Titans 14, Texans beat the Titans. Um, The final, Commanders 20, 49ers 37. And now, for the final game of the night, which was an actual battle for... Well, what I think, if they were in different conferences, would be the best Super Bowl of freaking history. The Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys. Eagles, 34. Cowboys, 40. We whooped that butt. It was a good game. It was very back and forth up until the end. 
Uh, Dallas caught him with a fumble and then caught him with two picks. Uh, probably didn't help him, and both picks were by the same person, so that didn't help either, which was an amazing game. Hell of an ending. Um, Dallas shut him down, got a three, and then I think they actually got him again right at the end with a fumble. So it was it was a good game. Could have went either way. But that's all I have for the NFL. Now, do we want to do rants? So earlier today, we've been talking about it. I'm sorry, I got to bring it up. A former house mate in that house out in Idaho came forward and said if the people that were are still alive didn't hear anybody walking around the house, the person's calling BS. Um, the news articles are all over. The old uh, tenant says that the footsteps in the house are creaky. You can hear everybody walking in the house, so something has to give. Um, they're still looking for the white vehicle, which they believe is in Oregon. A professor is suing a TikTok sleuth. What? TikTok. Someone, sleuth. Apparently, someone on TikTok thinks they solved it and said that it was probably it was one of the professors, and the professor has been deemed not a special interest, so he's suing the TikToker. Well, I have a question. So you're going to sue somebody for what? Are you, do you have something to hide? Because now if I'm a detective, I want to look at that in a whole different way. What do you know? You just don't go out and sue somebody just because of speculation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So go back to that uh, breaking news thing real quick, that article you were talking about. I didn't catch it, what all you said there. So, <clears throat> apparently, a former housemate, a housemate, came forward and said that the steps are creaky, and you should be able to hear anybody walking anywhere in the house. So, if everybody's asleep, the two in the basement should have heard someone else walking in the house. But we don't know how drunk they were. Right. And, and the taxi the taxi driver that took uh K and M home, because I'm not saying their names anymore, uh actually spoke out yesterday about it. Um he came forward, said that the girls were super excited about going home because they were gonna chow down on some mac and cheese. Um he even said that finding out that they got killed is doing a number on him. Because he was the last person to see either of them alive. Besides the roommates. Me personally, I'm just poking holes at this whole He thing. told the news media that it's weighed on him dearly. Oh. He's replayed that night a million times in his head to see if he can come up with a sign or any clues that could help them solve the murder. And he can't. And I do feel sorry for their families like no other. I can't imagine losing a child this way. Period. I have a 16-year-old and then four bonus children. And hearing about this breaks my heart. It honestly does. When you and Ghost first told me about it, I'm like, what? So I went searching to see what the hell you two were talking about. 
Um, um, my last thing, the last thing I'm going to say about this, um, because it is Christmas and I don't want us to take all the time with do that much with it because it's something bad that's happened and the families need to be able to grieve. You know. And that's if you know any information about what happened, we urge you to come forward. The individual who did it needs to be caught and punished the full extent of the law. No, no, no. Or face a death penalty if there is no. one in that state. No, dude. I am a firm believer. If you do something to somebody's baby, you should have all right to not be tied up but face the dads one-on-one. Without any charges being pressed against the fathers. Yeah. If they kill the fucker, they kill him. No, if the first one kills him, they bring him back to life. Mm, no. Fuck it, you know what? Make make it fair. You get to stab him for each time he stabbed one of your kids. Yeah, then they all sick. All parents just need to be standing around him all with a knife. Well, they all go ham. Just let the dad do it. You know, we can speculate it all we want. We can conspiracize about it all we want. I mean, the only thing we can do as streamers, YouTubers, TikTokers, or whatever, is give ideas. Mm-hmm. We can't guarantee we know who did it. No. Do I think they need to look for, look into the roommates maybe a little more? Yeah. Something. Drunk or not, there has to be something there they're leaving out. I just don't get how you wake up, call more friends over before you decide to check on the other ones. You know what I mean? And then for a horrific scene, as the cops made it sound, they call for an unresponsive. I, I just... I am heartfelt because I myself feel like there's something let out. But if obviously if the cops say there's nothing, maybe there's not. Maybe I'm just overthinking it. But my heart does go out to the families and it goes out to the the parents. And it goes out to the roommates that found them because I know that couldn't have been easy to find, especially from what the cops said with all the details. But, um, with that being said, we're going to move on to whatever Chief has next on the radar list. The following podcast will contain spoilers from pro wrestling events that have taken place in the past week or so, as well as our predictions here on Pro Wrestling Talk. Hey, it's the Chief. Are you looking at wanting to join a pro wrestling podcast? Well, here's your opportunity. Insidious and I are looking to add a couple more to Highway 34 Connections Pro Wrestling Talk. Just email us at highway34connection at gmail.com. Alright, so let me start with last night. Smackdown. Uh, Bray Wyatt was in the ring. And he went to say something. And then he attacked a cameraman. uh, And attacked him. Put him in the man McClaw. Made him pass out and everything. Well, it has now been revealed that the cameraman that was attacked by Bray was independent wrestler JT Energy who was trained by Seth Rollins and Mark Brave at Black and Brave, just north of us, in 2016. My thoughts is that The Fiend's going to be showing up sooner than later. 
You have Alexa Star already starting to do the Fiend stuff on Raw. It's just a matter of time. I agree. And then you have Liv Morgan into the mix. It's going to be funny if they actually try to double her off as Alexa's sister. That would be funny. I could see it. That could work, really. Because they're both psychotic blondes. Um, I do have breaking news coming out of WWE, though. That's something that I didn't know. That probably you didn't know. But it says, Stephanie McMahon is responsible for preventing multi-time WWE champion from being fired, along with Tony Khan. I mean, sorry, Nick Khan. My bad. Tony Khan is in AEW, so my bad. I get him confused. Are they brothers, by chance? I don't think so. We're going to we're gonna have to find that shit out, because that makes it interesting. I really want to know about that. So, who's the superstar? 16-time world champion. John Cena. Yep. Yeah, because every time uh, he's in a movie, WWE gets paid. Well, this goes back to even earlier, actually. Um, At the beginning of his career, I guess there was plenty of times where Vince wanted to fire him because he didn't see him ever becoming anything. And Stephanie goes, no, give it time. I think he's going to be a breakout. And that's when she started working with John. The whole smack my ass thing, all of it. She made John see. It. I just want to know how Triple H felt about it. No one's here, Steph. And speaking of no one's here, why don't you let me smack that? <laughs> um, last night during SmackDown, they showed a video. But let me take you back to Thanksgiving night. WWE posted a video of Dominic and Rhea Ripley invading Mysteri- Rey Mysterio's home where Dominic attacked Rey. Uh, Rey was then later shown walking around in a leg boot. WWE posted a similar angle. Oh, shit. Today. The video was posted today. I thought it was posted Yesterday, but no, it was posted today of Rhea and Dominic showing back up to Rey Mysterio's house, which eventually led to his father, Ray, calling the police and Dominic was arrested. Okay, so no, they are not related. It's just one strange coincidence. <laughs> That's how they worded that, too, by the way. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. Um, now I don't know much about, um, SmackDown. I haven't watched it yet. All right. I shall be right back. Give me just a second. I'm not sure exactly what's going on with Insidious. I'm trying to find something else we can talk here. Because I I was going to ask him about something, but he had to take off on us.
because this podcast was actually his idea, and then I went along with it. So I'm back. You all right? Yeah, I told you I had, I'd be right back. Um, during the Christmas, or sorry, the Miracle on 34th Street fight or whatever that they had last night, uh, Ricochet and Braun beating Imperium, Ricochet got six stitches in the back of his head. Um, currently, New Japan Pro Wrestling is trying to keep a Wrestle Kingdom 17 appearance a secret. It's no secret. It is going to be Sasha Banks, apparently. Sasha Banks. Jimmy Jacobs openly admitted why he was fired once by WWE for posting a picture of the Bullet Club. That's funny. Uh... Former WCW head honcho and former Raw general manager Eric Bischoff openly admitted that Mandy Rose signing to AEW would be a step down for Mandy Rose. According to the reports, Roxanne Perez, the new NXT Women's World Champion, says that Mandy Rose was happy to drop the NXT Championship but did not know that she was being fired. Interesting. <laughs> Former WWE writer and exec Freddie Prince Jr. on his on his podcast says that he believes the firing of Mandy Rose is Triple H's first fumble. Yeah. And I will agree. Do you have anything while I'm looking here? That was, uh, I wish they would left that on camera. That, that seemed pretty fucking cool. Oh, I'm going with the six wrestlers who hate John Cena. So I'm kind of reading. You interested in that? Yeah, go ahead. Well, number six was Wade Barrett. 
He has been the face for 10 years. He's really good at what he does, but everyone knows that I don't like John Cena. He doesn't like me either. You're right. He does get booed by a lot of fans. A lot of people don't like him, but he sells a lot of t-shirts and, uh, and other merchandise than anyone else. So there are a lot of people out there who like him too. Either way, everyone has an opinion about him. I respect that personally. I don't like him. He doesn't like me. We're not friends. But the best one is number five, Tyler Rex. Now, you remember this. Uh, back in 2012, he had uh, Tyler X had the finisher called the Burning Hammer. And I think you remember that move because me and you said that looked a lot like back then the, the FU. I don't know if you remember that or not. Oh, yeah, I do. Well, I guess Cena called him out backstage. He goes, I used it at bragging rights in 2010. John was early across the ring from me when I hit Santina Morella with it. Never said anything to me. And then been using it for eight months on a superstars and everything before all this. I can't, I come backstage happy after a good match with Eddie. All excited. John Cena grabs me in front of everyone and says, what do you think you're doing? I thought I told you to get a new finisher. I said, yeah, I thought you were joking. John, we hit it wrong last night. I'm really sorry. He started yelling at me, asking me who gave me permission to use that. Now, here's the funny thing. I can believe he said all of that, but here is the part where I don't believe Tyler Rex. And you're going to probably agree with me as well. He started yelling at me, asked me who gave me permission. He belittled me, called me an idiot, asked me if I enjoyed working here. Told him, I told him, of course I do. He told me to find another finisher or you're fired. Does that sound like something Cena would say to somebody? No, yeah, and how in the heck would Cena fire his ass? Exactly. So I don't, I don't understand that because Cena wasn't, he was a top star then, but not, you know, as big as Triple H was still in the game. So Triple H was still one of the top guys at that time. And you had Shawn Michaels, who was still there. You had uh, Batista, I do believe, who was still there at that time, as well as Ric Flair. So, no, I don't see that Cena having that much pull in that time frame to even try to get somebody fired. I was humiliated. I was a full-grown man who can't... Why can't we talk about this like human beings? I went outside to cool down. I was ready to quit, to walk out. That didn't seem like a healthy workplace environment. I came back in. John Cena was sitting there by the curtain. I figured that I'd, I, that I'd cooled off, and he cooled off, so I tried to apologize one more time. I said, John, I'm super sorry about this. I really thought it was just miscommunication. He looks over at me and says, what was there to be miscommunicated? I asked you to stop using my finisher. Are you stupid? He wouldn't even allow me to apologize. Finally, I was like, yeah, I'll find another finisher. And I never really talked after that. That's the whole story of John Cena making me feel like a six-year-old boy. I find that kind of funny that a grown man makes you feel like a six-year-old boy. Um, Mr. Kennedy. Well, see, that's the thing. Who has it Mr. Kennedy had bad relationships with? Everybody. Yeah. Cena went out and complained about Vince and said that they didn't want to work with me anymore because I was dangerous. And that is what ended up me being the final straw. Besides some personal burls that have taken place, I'm just not a huge fan of John Cena. And the other one being Chavo Guerrero. I can <laughs> believe that one. Yeah, Chavo didn't like anybody. If Cena breaks the great Ric Flair's 16-time champ record, I will never watch wrestling again. I call boycott of Cena's matches if he does. How many of us are tired of John Cena being a champion? Don't get all excited. It's just a question. 
wow, it's an overwhelming, tired of seeing a response. It's not me. It's all the fans. I could literally retweet hundreds of tired responses. Now my opinion, Cena is better than me on the mic, but I could out-wrestle Cena with my eyes closed. Doubtful. And one hand tied behind my back. I'd like to see that. Some are saying that Cena is a great athlete. Really, come on. Are you blind? I know Cena and I could... I know Cena and I could beat him in any sport. What is he talking about? Does that make any sense? I am literally reading this. He could beat Cena in any sport is what I think he's trying to say. But that is not what he said, though. He says, I know Cena and I could beat him. Who the hell is he talking about there? All right. Chavaguro knows Cena and he could beat him. Yeah, I don't think so. In any sport except weightlifting, golf, basketball, bowling, race, tennis, horseshoes, hitting a baseball pitch, catching a football, anything, <laughs> whatever. That dude sounds obsessed. He sounds a bit like Michael. <laughs> yeah. And you said that was the last Riley. one on your list, right? Alex Riley. Well, no, Ryback's number one, actually. Mm. I'll put it this way. There was an incident, and it certainly changed the path of my career. I don't want to discuss it right now, but I will one day for sure. I guess we can leave it at that. Honestly, JR, I struggled with morality of even talking about it, and I'm not blowing up at anybody else at this point. You know, I liked Alex Riley, but he blamed The Miz for his bad departure. It seems like Alex Riley blamed everybody but himself. Yeah. Ryback. Right, let's see what he has to say. John would sit back there and bury Riley in front of everyone for no reason. Really. He's been a poison to wrestling industry. This is my opinion, but I think I'm pretty accurate on this. I think he did so much harm for so long to new talent that was breaking out up there. And I had experiences up there and other talent had their experiences. Safe to say that Ryback isn't a fan of him. But you know what's funny is um, hearing um, a lot of other wrestlers talk about John and for some reason, these ones that didn't get over are the ones that's having a problem. Yeah. And that I don't get. Ryback got over, but then he killed his own damn career with his mouth. Yep. Um, him and Cena had good matches, in my opinion. Chavo, on the other hand... I think it's jealous, in my opinion. I'm sorry, but I, I'm, I'm going to say this one thing about Mr. Chavo Guerrero. When you became Kerwin White, you buried your own career. Facts. Facts. All right, do you have anything else you want to talk about? Actually, pro wrestling? Yes. Um, there's a website that has put out who they believe the next five WWE Hall of Famers should be. I want to see if you agree. All right, go for it. Let's do this up. Uh, let me go all the way down here to number one because I don't agree with who they list as number one. Actually, yeah. Hold on. I thought he was already in, but apparently not. He walks alone. He is Batista. I thought he was too with Evolution. Evolution's not in. I thought they were. I thought they DX, mm -mm, DX is in. Who's where they inducted? The Evolution. four horsemen are in, but not Evolution, because that would mean Orton's a Hall of Famer, and he's not. Fair enough. Fair enough. So this next one, I absolutely want to happen. Ashley Mazzaro. She was the first woman in pro wrestling history to hold the Impact Women's World Championship and to enter the 2022 Women's Royal Rumble in WWE. Simply hardcore country Mickey James. I agree with that one. I will agree with that one. This next one, I could see it happening. 
just because he is a member of the bloodline. The late, great Samoan bulldozer Umaga. But if they got to do that, they got to go back to the Hurricane and Rosie because Umaga but is not. If they induct Umaga and this person, the other person isn't on the list, there's one other person, a member of that bloodline that needs to go in sooner than later. And all I can say is, can you smell it? Yeah, but that ain't going to happen yet. Not as long as the Rock. Still, not as long as he's still part-time. Yeah. Uh, this one I also agree with. Um, a second-generation veteran. He has wrestled all over the world, having toned his talents in his father's local promotions. He's a tough Irishman who has plied his track across Europe and in WCW. In his time in WCW, he is a one time he won the WCW television title. He was a mainstay in the WCW Hardcore Division. He then worked as a trainer and producer within WWE. It helped females become better at their craft. Under his guidance, women wrestlers such as Trish, Lita, Victoria evolved into bonafide main event or levels. He, on a four-year return to the ring, he won the WWE United States title, formed a memorable partnership with Horn Swoggle. Since then, he has remained as a WWE producer. He is simply the Irishman Fit Finley. As soon as you said Horn Swoggle, I knew exactly who you were talking about. Fit Finley. Now, this last one I'm about to read, I agree 110 billion percent. If Triple H, Stephanie, and Nick see this, and they don't induct this individual, then I'm going to say something that no one that knows me knows that I would ever say. The WWE is bullshit if they don't induct this individual. During his time within WWE, the Blackpool native has amassed a number of notable accolades. As a wrestler, he is a five-time hardcore champion, a four-time European champion, a four-time tag team champion, a two-time intercontinental champion. He is the 2008 King of the Ring. He has served as a commentator, a general manager, and a WWF commissioner in 2001. Mick Foley. Behind the scenes, he is a talent scout and was even promoted to WWE's Director of Talent Development and Head of Global Recruiting. He recently was in AEW but left AEW to go back to WWE NXT to be with his son. He is the gentleman villain. He is simply William Regal. They won't do that as long as he's in AEW. He's not. He had a one-year contract and hadn't used the opt-out feature. He's going back to WWE. Because his son is on NXT now. Oh, okay. So they killed that. All right. They really need to stop killing feuds over there because it's starting to become a thing. That's why uh, MJF, the current AEW world champion, hit Regal in the back of the head. But still, I mean, you're killing feuds left and right. You can't start storylines and then just kill them. Because you started a whole feud with uh, not MJF, but Moxley. Yeah, and then you just kill it. That's really starting to become a thing, or them killing off championship reigns. It's becoming stupid over there in AEW. We're going to strip just- it. And give it to this person. And here is a list of superstars that are not in the Hall of Fame. I want you to say yes or no if they should be inducted. And I don't know if this list is accurate because I swear at least two of them are in the Hall of Fame. So you can use your fast fingers to find out. Bam. Bam. Bigelow. Not, but should be. The late, great Flying Brian. Not, but should be. The tag team of Demolition. Not, but should be. Ivan Koloff. 
I know who that is. Um, that goes back to Hogan. The next one I'm skipping because I know they're, we're going to be talking about him a lot. So we'll come no, back. You can, go, you can go ahead and bring him up. Um, the next one that I'm going to say, she's in the Hall of Fame as a member of Degeneration X. China. And her birthday would have been Tuesday, China. Which, by the way, your son was born on China's birthday. That's kind of cool. <laughs> um, Lex Luger. What do you think about Lex? Lex, I doubt it. I doubt it, too. It would be nice. No, nah, he killed his career when he jumped ship. Um, this next one, every time I, his name gets brought up, I go into the tirade. I'm pissed at myself. I was at a hotel, very sick, had third row tickets to the pay-per-view event that he died at. I watched it live on the pay-per-view from the hotel room. Owen Hart. You know, I figured they would have done that instantly. But yeah, I'll mean, you both. Well, from what I've read about Owen, his family has been stopping his induction because they blame Vince for his death. Well, that's the thing. You know... They blame Vince, but yet Vince is the one that told him, if you want me to do it first, I'll do it first. And he said no. He said no, I got it. Because if the boss says I'll do it first, then, you know, mm -hmm. it means it's, it's safe. And if Vince would have did it, and this would have happened with Vince from then on to now, would have been a hell of a different company. Yeah, honestly, honestly, if this would have happened to Vince, I think WWE would have sold. WWE would have been dead. It would have just been WCW. Yeah, I think WCW would have bought them out in the long run. Yeah. Um, but you know what's funny about all that, though, is bringing up Owen um, also reminds me of Sting. Um, did you ever hear about him talking about that after it happened? Yeah. About how he instantly contacted the family. You want me to quit doing it? I'll quit doing it. And Brett's like, no. Don't. And then WCW eventually said, no, you're going to quit doing it. Mm -hmm. And then I think he said, he, he's like, no, they don't want me to quit doing it. And they go, well, that's not the issue. The issue is we don't want it to happen to you. Yeah. And, and sure it, I think he did it like two times after that. And that was it. Yeah. But um, but if anybody noticed or not, Stings was different. Yeah, he didn't come down at an angle. Well, no, he came straight down, mm -hmm. but the cable was attached to a harness under his jacket. His jacket actually had a hole, and the harness was underneath, and it clipped to the harness underneath his jacket. So he was actually held. But Owens, I think, went around his waist. Mm -hmm. And it snapped. Yeah. And when I say I wish I was there, it wasn't because of me seeing the gruesome his gruesome death. Just being able to see him live before he his incident. Uh this next individual is in as a tag team, just got inducted this year. Scott Steiner by himself. Yeah. Um I should have had his brother uh Rick with him, in my opinion. But what do I know? But all right, Chief, I gotta hop off here because I gotta do a, a run real quick. All right, so we will continue this when he gets back. The other two on the list are The Rock, and I swear the other one's in because he just got inducted a few years ago. So I know this one's lie, and that is a Vader because I know he's in because his son accepted the award on his behalf. Right? Yeah, I remember that. But we will be back with a part two as soon as Sidious gets back. If not, then we I will stream on Modern Warfare 2 and DMZ if he wants to join me on there instead. And then maybe we can do a Christmas night podcast. I already did one earlier. <laughs> I died a lot, though. I didn't do worth a shit. Sounds about right. Let me guess. You're going to Casey's to get pop or smoked? Uh, BP to get gas. 
Ah. Just thought I'd have to do it in the morning. All it's right. It's already 10.06, and I don't want to have to do it in the cold. It's already yeah. cold out. Yeah, I did that earlier. And in case none of you know, um, we are in the middle of the United States, dead center in Iowa. The temperature here has been absolutely outrageous. One minute, it's negative 10. The next minute, it's zero. It's below right now, freezing. it's seven. So, yeah, it's freezing. It's than what it was the past two days, three days. I went outside, and exactly what I'm wearing right now earlier, and I probably could have froze my nuts off, but let's just put it that way, because how cold it was. But with that said, um, I hope you all have a great, wonderful, try to stay warm Christmas if you're in the cold. Um, we're going to try to probably do another podcast, if not tonight, at some point tomorrow, so we can do our rant portion. Maybe Ghost will be with us if he gets some sleep. Yeah, maybe. Which you actually have perfect timing, because i got to go do some stuff, too. So we will all be back here in a little bit, maybe with Modern Warfare over on chief underscore streaming on twitch and insidious underscore streaming on twitch or we'll be back here via Streamyard. and All just right. to let you know some breaking news the first two guests for the honest 50 next year have been picked melissa aka my first kill on twitch and barbell bandit christina over on twitch as well will be joining me as well so with that said um i'm chief he's insidious we'll see y'all later the ghosts and thank you for watching our podcast i am insidious thanks for watching this podcast and i am the chief thank you for tuning in have a great night